1: Dan Hayes joins us all throughout the season. It is so good to hang hang out with you, spend a little time with you down here in spring training for The Athletic. Uh, Dan, good to have you with us on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: Now, uh, Thursday morning, this camp, I don't want to undersell the the work that we're doing here, but it's been relatively uneventful, hasn't
2: it? I mean, honestly, it's been kind of boring. It it really is. This is... You kind of knew it a lot. Not a lot of new faces, not a lot of high-profile new faces, and I think that kind of changes the dynamic. They've done so much the last couple of years. They brought in the Carlos Correas last year, Joey Gallo, you know, Sunny Gray a couple of years ago. When you don't have those high-profile guys walking in the door, you know everybody's story, so it kind of makes it boring.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. I think as yeah, a fan yeah. and as a team, you look and you're like, well, this
2: is sort of what. You're supposed to be building towards, right? Yeah. Look, newsy camps usually are not a great thing for anybody <laughs> but the reporters. Like, right. newsy camps are, oh, uh, so-and-so had his arm amputated the other day. And, you know, uh, somebody can't run. Right. And, like, they're they're thinking of chopping his ankle off ben- or his leg off below the ankle. Right. Like, th- yeah, those right. are the worst yeah. camps. That's not teams, good. Teams want this kind of camp where it's boring. Because they can focus just on baseball.
1: It is interesting. We were talking uh, in the locker room the other day about how much uh, t- spring training and training camp has changed over the years. Where there's not like the there, uh, the day is a little longer. Yeah. It seems like there's more me- maybe more meetings and less like drills. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, it feels like they have two hours of meetings every day. Now, granted, they are good at keeping the meetings short. They're like twenty minute sessions. That- there's a belief in there that meetings shouldn't last longer than 30 minutes, and if you do, you're wasting time. So, they're just jam packing a ton of meetings in, which that would make me concerned. I mean, like, like it feels like school. Like, where am I? Am I supposed to be in homeroom right now? Am I supposed to be in the bullpen? Like, uh, you know that? But they they have very long days because they get here at eight in the morning and they're here till they're working until two p.m. And then guys still working out and eating and around the complex. Um, can be for spring training, you know, it used to be two, three-hour days. Now it's extending out to five, six hours.
1: Dan Hayes with The Athletic is with us. As, as uh, we think about the news that's come out of this camp, some of it came from this show yeah. uh, as uh, Joe Polad uh, confirming what you had reported months ago that Derek Falvey had said. But I don't know if maybe it's different when you hear it from the owner saying, "This is pretty much our payroll. We know it's less than last year. Our business can't sustain continuing to spend that level of money."
2: Yeah, and and the writers thank you for that interview. You're
1: welcome. Yes. Yeah. Were you surprised that he uh, were you surprised that he said it? Or were you surprised? uh, You certainly weren't surprised by the information.
2: No, not not surprised by the information. I think if you were surprised by that, um, you really haven't been paying attention. This has been on the wall since November. Maybe surprised at him saying it and maybe how blunt he was about the free agents and no, like starting to hem and haw and give you like the runaround answer and then realizing like four words in. No, I'm just gonna be honest, and maybe that was shocking. I think Twins fans who are very frustrated, whether it's a TV deal or the fact that they're not putting the pedal to the metal right now, you know, I think I I understand where they're frustrated, but it's still not surprising whatsoever.
1: You wrote today about what Carlos Correa had to say about the payroll situation because I, you know, I'm a I'm a fan. I am happy to spend someone else's money, uh, (laughs) as we all are, right? Exactly. And I'm a realist that understands just because you have multiple businesses, you can't just grab $20 million from the real estate or the automobile that they just sold or whatever. That's just not how business works.
2: No, and, and look, there's a little bit of a team spokesman going on there because you don't want dissension. Uh, Raphael Devers from the Red Sox ripped the front office just the day before about them not spending. Now, look, Carlos Correa won. This team is in a different spot than the Red Sox are. Correa was like look, we have really good talent, and he's not wrong. So I understand why he wouldn't make too big of a deal of this. They're still projected to win the division. They're still projected to get to the playoffs. They have a lot of really good talent here that it needs to be – they need things to be answered. Some of their gambles have to pay off. And I understand why he would not freak out about it the way that – you know fans are fans are frustrated because fans have dealt with this you know looking up some of those old salary numbers and the twins having a 15.7 million dollar budget player budget in 2000 and then 24.6 million in 2000 like that's just absurdly low and so i get it that fans remember that stuff and think about the team being cheap you know it's it's a tough spot to be in because you want them to spend but they lost a lot of money off tv they have not done well at the the gate the last couple of years, so it's not surprising that they've kind of drawn a line here.
1: Yeah, Joe said right-sizing the business, and that's I, I, I think, they're still spending. Yeah. They're, they're still it's, spending, it's, but Next
2: year's going to be really tough, because there's still TV uncertainty. This is a one-year deal with Bally. A lot of people believe they were forced into taking this deal, and like, that it wasn't beneficial. If, if you've seen it already, like, there were reports out that Cleveland and Texas, who also took these one-year deals... They get to retain eighty five percent i I wonder if the fact that the twins aren't reporting it if the the rumors aren't out there is because the twins took even a worse deal that's that's there's a lot of speculation in the industry amongst that and this was like one of the worst TV deals in baseball as it was so they're in a weird spot and next year a lot of guys get really expensive Pablo Lopez jumps up like thirteen million dollars in salary so if they're right-sizing the business, they're going to have I, to—I'm I, guessing they realize how much things get expensive naturally next year, and that's why they're choosing this year to make that move.
1: Because the payroll is going to go up by yeah. $20 million uh, automatically just with raises,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's not counting, like, if they found a way to bring Max Kepler back— uh, Kyle Farmer, guys like that. There's some natural contracts that just yeah. expire off the books, and they're still looking. I think Twins Daily wrote about it. They're still looking at like $140 million base without adding anybody. With getting...
1: nothing else, right. doing nothing.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Pablo Lopez gets expensive. Royce Lewis is not going to be. I, I think he will be a super two as far as Arb goes, and he's due a hefty raise, especially if he plays you know more than 60 games this year. So it's going to be interesting.
1: Dan Hayes is with us from The Athletic. I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk more about what it is like to be a reporter covering baseball, a reporter here at Spring Training, and we'll talk a little bit about your love for music as well because you are our number one concert uh, guy for sure. Dan Hayes from The Athletic joins us during the season here on Drive Time. Glad to have him here on a Thursday on
0: CCO.
1: Back with Dan Hayes from Fort Myers, Florida. CCO on the road here with Spring Training, the Minnesota Twins. Dan, you've been covering the Twins for how long now?
2: Uh, This is my seventh year. But baseball, you've been covering? Since 2007. uh, It's getting getting up there in the years
1: it is well now you got some kids out here on the beat some uh younger reporters too
2: oh yeah i'm the old uh, okay i'm not the old man but i mean pat uh, royce is
1: hanging around a little bit i mean you know
2: i'm the middle ground between the older generation and the younger generation so
1: what when you look at baseball i always think it's such an interesting sport to cover from a journalist standpoint because the access you get to the players is so different especially as you know, athletes have become much more guarded, much more rehearsed. Uh, the NFL is so protective of their players from the media. Uh, NBA, each person is like their own little media company.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: baseball, you still get to, like, have quite a bit of face time with these players.
2: Not, I think that, you know, you get a chance to develop relationships with players that maybe other sports don't allow you that time for. Because football is so regimented, you get very little locker a- access You got to cover so much ground in there. This, we're standing around, and you know, there might be some days where you talk to two, three people and you're in the clubhouse for over an hour. So you get a chance to really get to know people. It depends on how media friendly they are. Um, You pick and choose your battles. You don't, you know, you, um, but I I think that, you know, you just really get good at interviewing people, not just about baseball. You you figure out what makes them tick because I've found that's like, have there there's you see somebody every day yeah. you ask them about their family you do stuff because not every conversation is gonna be baseball because honestly frankly that would be really boring right to do <laughs> right. that like right. you're you're just a person too so like it's like i i don't know i i, I love that part of it building a rapport and people you know their griffin jacks might go through a tough spell where you have to go ask him terrible questions that he doesn't want to answer but if you've talked to him for two weeks leading up to that and ask him about his daughter and that kind of stuff. And and not every conversation is business. There's, you know, I think that's a, a big benefit to baseball coverage because you've put in time and players know you're invested versus just being there to get them. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it is an interesting environment. I mean, we're only down here for a week and I'm in and out during the season. But, you know, you see Carlos Correa is so friendly. Yeah. And you think, like, this guy is one of the ultimate superstars of the game. And yesterday he's leaving the ballpark, and he's like,
2: hey, Jason. How you, and you're like, whoa, all right. Like, I impressive. Mean, I would say I've talked to him as much about what we're streaming hmm. uh, online uh, to kill time on the road in the offseason. I mean, uh, during the season, as I've talked to him about baseball, he's a, he's a guy who definitely the, the relationship matters. He knows your name. Um, he's very savvy media wise and, and, uh, it's why he is, it's why he got that contract. Not only is he an amazing baseball player, but he understands the media side of thing. When he went to, um, the studio a couple of years ago for TBS, I think it was in the postseason, he was fascinating because he's breaking down complex stuff like wins above replacement and, and simplifying it in a way I've never seen a player been able to do, um, He's a bright guy, and uh, it's funny because he's into Marvel, he's into Star Wars stuff. So we we spend as much time talking about that um, as we do about uh, baseball.
1: Dan Hayes from the Athletic with us. Is this hard on your family? I mean, you're on the road a lot when you're covering baseball.
2: This is why I have cats. Cats, <laughs> cats uh, don't react as much to the cats being. cats aren't mad. They, you know, like Little as long lady. as somebody's there to take care of them. Yeah. Um, they sleep most of that. Anyway, so they don't notice I'm gone 110 days a year as much as as uh, she does, and uh, you know, so it's uh, kids might be a little different. It'd be but, hard, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I once I started doing this, I kind of knew I was never gonna want. I, if I if I wanted to have kids, like I would want to be home a lot more. So yeah. and I, you can do it. There's plenty of people in this business that have great family lives, but also there's a lot of time where you're just on the road and gone and it's uh it's not that's not conducive i think to a healthy family life (laughs) it just isn't most
1: people can't make that work it's really hard
2: a third of your of the year yeah Yeah. so
1: you're on the road quite a bit one of the things you love to do in your spare time when you're not streaming uh uh, marvel movies to (laughs) keep up with carlos is going to concerts yep last year how, how many shows did you go to
2: i think it was like 11, 12 13 we've already gone to uh, one this year we saw Madonna in Chicago in February right before uh, right before coming to camp and how uh, was Madonna you know what I'm not a huge fan but it was it was really entertaining it was a spectacle it's exactly what I kind of expected and you know Given that she was ill a year ago, yeah, I was right. I wasn't sure what to expect. It was incredible.
1: Best shows that you saw last year?
2: Last year I'll, I'll go with my top four. It's all nostalgia stuff, and the first two times I'd ever seen Depeche Mode, The Cure, those were great. Janet Jackson was great, and I uh, saw Bruce Springsteen for the first time last year at Wrigley Field. That was incredible. Bruce and, is a good show. Oh, it was. I I understand it. I, you know, Phil Miller from the Star Tribune has like seen him like zillions of times, mm-hmm. and I always wonder you know what the deal was now i've seen it i totally can understand why people get hooked
1: yeah yeah, it is funny that the music, that our music is now in the nostalgia oh, tour man. era.
2: It's killing me. Man. It hurts. It really you does. Turn,
1: you turn on the oldies radio stations and they're playing the stuff
2: that we were listening to in high school and college. I know, I remember listening to my parents' oldies <laughs> and thinking, boy, stuff in the 50s and yeah. 60s, this is so old, you know, and now it's my
1: stuff. Yeah, it hurts, it yeah, hurts. It does. So do other things, it's part of getting older, I guess, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Dan, really fun to have you on. We always appreciate your insight during the season, and uh, great to have you here today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and uh, let's keep with the, uh, I don't know, maybe we can get more interesting camp for a few more days, although we I, I guess we'll... Uh We'll just settle with what we got.
1: (laughs) The Gophers, there will be some nice storylines in that Gophers-Twins matchup tomorrow, I think.
2: They don't get to face Yohan Duran, which would be just, I would love to watch some college kids face 104 miles an hour. (laughs) But uh, they do get Chris Paddock, so that should be fun. That would be fun. Thanks,
0: Dan